You are listening to Sippin' Tea with Joshua and Kevin, the inquiring black guys. This is a Reverie Studios production. Make sure to download the Reverie app for the best and queer rate entertainment available for iOS, Chromecast, Apple TV, and Roku. Dun 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 dun. Are you ready for some football? A Monday night party. What is happening? It's the this the intro, man. You gotta get ready. Like we gotta hear the horns. We can play the music. Like me singing, I probably put two theme songs together because it's Sunday night and a Monday night. That this is the intro. This is the intro. So let's get into it. So we get started. We are ready. Hey, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to Sippin' Tea with Joshua and Kevin. How is it going? I hope y'all doing well as you're listening to this. Joshua, what's going on, my man? You know, Tell me how you feel. I feel good. You feel I good? I feel really good. This is my second day off Okay. Um, in like 10 days. In 10? Yeah, so I'm having a really good time. All right, all yeah. right. And you're still working them 12s and them 14s, some crazy hours? Yeah. Eventually, once you guys start tweeting us, I'll like have uh, my own schedule there we because go i've been making my own money man i was so. just ruminating on that the other day right. too i was i texted my friend i was like i need a schedule where i choose my hours yeah i was just like, talking about that today i need my own artisan like etsy life in some type of way or i don't YouTuber. have any skills we should be youtubers and make our own schedule boom that's it you know we could do like little claymation stuff with like action figures and make little videos oh. it's got to be weird you know what i'm saying that's how you get your niche audience oh well, yeah, sure. That's like the I, fastest way to 100,000. But I'm not very good at artsy things like that, so maybe yeah, I'll find neither, my own way. We can figure it out. Okay, cool. It can't be that hard. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so we up here, we getting started. Um, and let's see, we got our we got our tea. What flavor you got today? What I got kind of tea? mint. A little mint yeah, tea? Yeah, a little mint tea. All right. A little herbal, gotcha. herbal sensation. Cool, cool, cool. Are you feeling nice and uh Zen. Um, you know, zen. yeah, this whole day I was just telling you I've, I've, I'm not gonna say this on the air, but <laughs> I feel good. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> All day I've been like feeling very like mellow. Gotcha. It's been a nice feeling. Good, 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 yeah. good. I'm keeping it nice and dark with the English breakfast tea, uh-huh. but just because I put a little, a little something extra in there. Oh, hello. Extra, you know. But you know, you can't have sipping tea with Joshua and Kevin without tea. Am I right? You ain't lying. That's right. See, when he's here by ourselves, we always get it right. <laughs> we have our guests who just can't follow the rules. Yeah, you know, so we love you guys if you're still listening. Yeah, we love them. We love them. They get a little <laughs> nervous. It's okay. I was nervous when I first came on here when I was a guest before I got I got bumped up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know. Get a little promotion. Hey, man. Right. Get it wherever you can. Elevate your friends, y'all. Elevate your friends. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about uh, all these, all the controversy surrounding the NFL, around ESPN, even uh, boycotts for um, uh, you know police brutality and social justice, um, and everything that that means for the NFL itself, and then also for our fans. 
So I wanted to talk to you, Josh. First, as a uh, layperson, you say you're not an NFL fan. I would like to say that I know nothing about football. Okay. I don't know anything about what happens on that field. When they throw those flags, I'm so confused every single time. I still don't know what a first down is or yard or I know what a touchdown is and okay. I know what a field goal is. That's all I know. Okay. I just enjoy the colors. Usually if I'm like watching, I'm like, okay, I'm voting for this team, voting for this team. I'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for this team real? because I like their colors. Okay. Hey. That's and usually that, what I do. Everybody starts <laughs> so somewhere. I know nothing about football. But I'm interested in this topic because of the social uh, issues surrounding it. Okay. So I'm really interested in this conversation. But just so you know, listeners, if I say something stupid, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's my I'm we here, protecting I'll myself. Be your guide, Thank you know, you. for those of us, and since everybody can't see me, this is an audio experience. I'll just fill you in. I'm here recording on a football Sunday right now. I am decked in my uh, navy blue uh, Dallas Cowboys jersey, uh, number 21, Ezekiel Elliott. That's going to be controversial to a certain extent for some people, but that's my team. He's our star running back. I'll explain all that later. We'll talk all about why that could be controversial and why I'm wearing it and why I support the NFL um, in terms of watching the NFL, um, and we'll talk about that in, in due time. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So what's happening? All right, so the biggest thing, the hottest thing right now, first and foremost, um, Colin Kaepernick, as we know, uh, has been protesting the NFL uh, since last season. So all last season he decided to uh, have a silent protest um, in support of uh, social justice. He saw that with the rash of police brutality um, and the social unrest that was going on in the country, he decided he was not going to stand for the national anthem. So that happened last year, and for all the games last year, as he was playing for the San Francisco 49ers, he did not stand for the national anthem. Sometimes he knelt, sometimes he sat, right? So um, that was very controversial for the league. Um, at the end of the year, he decided to opt out of his contract. Otherwise, he would have been cut. Contracts are not guaranteed in the NFL. So this was a business move, right? Okay. So he can go to a new team and get his money. He decided to opt out of his contract, so it would be a clean situation. No team picked him up in the offseason. Is he a good player? He is a good player. Okay. He is a solid quarterback. He's not a great player. He has potential. There are things he needed to work on. But he is a legit quarterback. And the message the league is sending is that so every team, so there's 32 teams, every team has at least two quarterbacks on the team. Most teams don't have more than two. A couple have three on the team. So let's say baseline. You're saying if he's not playing right now that there are 64 quarterbacks in the National Football League right now that are better than Colin Kaepernick as it is bearing out. Now, any football fan will tell you that is bullshit. That is completely untrue. Mm -hmm. As it's bearing out in the NFL right now, after week one, into week two right now, there's some abysmal quarterback play going on, and Colin Kaepernick was a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. So that means he's part of the top 32. And you're trying to tell me that there's 64 quarterbacks right now that are better than him. Right. It's an embarrassment for the league. Sure. And it's an obvious blackballing of this player for his political stance. Because this is not about meritocracy. This is not about um, any stats or any um, even his attitude or anything. But so they are they, are they just blackballing him because they feel like their fan base is opposing him so they feel like they're going to lose fans? Here, but yeah. by doing this now they're losing even more? Yep. fans because now people are protesting the NFL? 
Exactly. So that's stupid. So no one's going to rectify this problem and, like, sign him? Well, here's the catch-22. There's two things on that, right? Okay. So there is a window-in because some of the owners have decided to talk to the media because it's been a um, big and topic. are all the owners media. white? Are most of them all? all the yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I believe um, 31 of them are white, and then one is a Middle Eastern man, I believe. His name is Shad Khan. Great. And he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I am not sure of his specific descent in terms of the, the country. But he's not black. But he is not black, and he is not white. Great. <laughs> know those two facts. Right. Um, but so with that being said, uh, some of the owners, one of the owners for the Baltimore Ravens, his name is uh, Steve Bashotti, um, generally known as a good owner and a good man or whatnot. I'm from the uh, Baltimore area, um, so we are fans of the Ravens and, you know, uh, fans of him to a certain extent until recently um, when he came out and he spoke to the media a little bit about uh, the team considering signing Colin Kaepernick their starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens has in, uh, injury history and so uh, you need a good backup quarterback mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick is in the market they did not pick him up they picked up journeymen literally people who were not playing football last year at all <clears throat> like off the couch they signed in training camp and brought them in for a tryout and did not bring in Colin Kaepernick. It's just like, well, why is that? Like, yeah. let's be honest. Like, this is some BS. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was kind of shown through their public comments with Bashadi and then uh, their uh, Hall of Famer, Ray Lewis, who is a representative for the Ravens in a way. Um, he spoke about the reasons why they didn't pick up Colin Kaepernick. And he made some BS excuse because Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend um, tweeted a picture of of Ray Lewis hugging the owner, Steve Bashotti. Um, this is after they won the Super Bowl, but he was, like, embracing him. He was, like, holding him around his uh, – from behind, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he, she juxtaposed that picture with the Django picture with uh, Samuel L. Jackson mm -hmm. holding uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And so he felt that that was a racist photo, right, making that comparison. And so his argument was – we're not going to pick up Colin Kaepernick. He lost an opportunity with the Ravens because his girlfriend tweeted what they felt was a racist photo, and so therefore it's too much negativity that comes with Colin Kaepernick, so we can't put him on our team. That has nothing to do with him. Come on. Right. I'm explaining. You know nothing about this. You, right. know, you don't even know how good of a player Colin Kaepernick no. is, and that excuse is bullshit on his face. Right? right. That's one of the few things that the NFL or any actual NFL executives will talk about on the record. Okay. Right? But nothing in terms of a concrete example um, of any substance has been put out there at all. And he's still not playing. So uh, to catch up a little bit and to tie this together, the reason why there's a significant portion of the NFL fan base um, Thank you, Black Twitter and Black Social Media, for starting this and pushing it forward, boycotting the NFL, saying, basically, we need to hit the NFL in their pockets. We're not going to support the NFL at all because you are blackballing this player who is just uh, exercising his right to protest to support um, social justice. And um, there's been a fervent argument back and forth on whether you should support the NFL at all by watching, buying jerseys, uh, going to games, anything like that. Um, and then the people like myself who are still watching and aware of the, the league. Black Twitter is pretty amazing. Oh, it's incredible. You did, they can do whatever they want to do Man. and make things happen. <laughs> Black Twitter should run for president. Um, so we should go back. So like even like this, like the root of this whole issue is like people, the the whole national anthem and 
Um, and this isn't a new thing. People have been doing this for years, right? Like, people will choose to abstain from saying the national anthem. Like, I remember, like, in high school, even, like, the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, you know, like, back in uh, school, mm-hmm. we were all just, like, you you stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance and you just you do what you would do. But I remember there was a kid in my, in my class who would not do it because um, he was an atheist or mm-hmm. he was agnostic or whatever. And then you talk about God in the Pledge of Allegiance. But, I mean, I don't... I haven't been to a sporting event in a very long time, so I don't even know what I would do if the national anthem were to start playing. What how I would respond to it? Mm-hmm. I don't think that we should. It's just like the flag uh, when we had that flag, the flag conversation about like um, the defecating the flag and all that stuff like that. Like I don't, I don't really feel much affinity towards the national anthem or sometimes this country when it comes to like the way that they treat people. So um, I think it's ridiculous that people are even giving him a hard time. He has the right to sit his ass down or kneel or take a nap or do whatever he wants to do during the national anthem. It's ridiculous that we're even having this conversation. It's not a law. No. That we have to say, custom. yeah, it's a custom. It's a it's something that we that people do and it's nice. It makes people feel good and people sing it really well. I love when Beyonce sings the national anthem. Great. I probably will stand up if she were to sing it after <laughs> the fact and give her a nice round of applause. But I, I think it's ridiculous that we're every, that we have to have this conversation. And I saw recently, um, I don't know their names. No, it's fine. Long. Is that something? Uh, Chris Long. Long. Yes, yes. He's a defensive end. Uh, I forgot what team he's playing for right now. But the white uh, guy, right? I'm sorry. The white guy. He is a white guy. And then there was the guy. He he did the fist. His Malcolm f- Jenkins. That's on the uh, on on the Eagles. Yeah. Okay, same team, right? Uh, yes, they are Let's teammates on the, the same Eagles team. team. And I know something. Supporting. Yeah. yeah, yeah and so he didn't know what to do. Like he didn't want. Like, did you see this whole thing that happened? Yes. The picture. He put his hand on his shoulder, like to stand mm-hmm. in solidarity with him. So I think that needs to start happening more within the NFL. And I think that. Yeah, it's great that people are boycotting the NFL. I think that it's great that uh, the American people are taking um, this into their own hands. I think that what we should start doing, what should start happening is more people in the NFL like him need to start speaking out. Because the fact is they're not going to fire everybody. They can't blackball everybody. No. They can't blackball everybody. And I'm of two minds about it, right? Because I definitely understand. I feel like the argument to boycott the NFL is very persuasive. I encourage and support anybody who decides they want to do that. That is excellent. I don't feel like we have to be at at loggerheads and have to be opposing each other because one is uh, supporting the NFL in terms of watching and one person is deciding to boycott. I am interested more in seeing those moments of solidarity between different players because what we have to understand is not all social customs are equally revered in this country. Right. And just thinking about this. Stop that fallacy because it's never been true. No, and why is it that people who, when we say our reasoning for not uh, wanting to say the Pledge of Allegiance, not wanting to stand up for the national anthem or whatever, why don't you think they understand the basic logic? Because it's base, it's, it's uh, history and mm-hmm. it's the timeline of what is happening with slavery in this country. Like you can't make a song, uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave, when you set people enslaved. It's so of- that doesn't make any sense. Yet yeah, now we don't have slaves in this country n- now, but the time that it was written, we did, and yep. we were enslaved. Yep. So it's who are you counting when you're talking about this song? Who are you counting when you're talking about the They're not the flag? thinking about that. They don't think it's even... But it, even after you explain this to people... Oh, because they're entrenched in their beliefs they don't want to shake. I don't understand why, though. It's, I don't... I don't it's just like that. Trump's 30% that's still like his his fan base that's still like supportive of him after every single thing that he's done. Mm-hmm. It's those same people who are for like this whole or against people like kneeling or protesting the national anthem, choosing to sit their ass down. 
it's it is baffling to to even think about the the assumption right and the mm. arrogance that that they collectively can understand how everybody feels right why don't you just respect primarily and this was talked about a lot last season in terms of when it comes to the flag there's what 320 some odd million americans right some in that ballpark right mm-hmm. Not everybody has the same idea about the flag. Patriotism does not mean the same to everybody across the board. Like, if you're a student of history of any, of, of any merit, um, you can see the reasons why people would feel different about the flag, you know, and still be patriotic, you know. So if you decide to silently protest, you didn't interrupt anybody else from enjoying the national anthem. You didn't not listen to the anthem. Yeah. anthem. You didn't turn your back away. He just silently was just like, I'm going to take a knee. And that's my silent protest. I'm not bothering anybody. But yet people want to be all up in their arms about the, the optics of it, right? And so that's why I think it's more important to get back to the point that you brought up with the with some of the um, other players showing solidarity mm-hmm. and protesting in other ways, raise fists, joining with players. The Cleveland Browns as an entire team last week and during week one, they knelt together mm-hmm. as an entire team, as a show of unity. It's like, that's a message that I want promoted, and that should be on TV. That shouldn't be blocked away from. We've, we've gotten to this point where these corporations are so scared of the backlash from the, the supposed downtrodden uh, white working class and those who be so um, uh, are hell-bent to, to keep politics and liberalism out of uh, our professional sports, right? Um, they're so, there's such the... Um, uh, the 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 mass class that has to be respected now, and it's just like that's that's got to stop. We got to chip away. We got to understand where the audience is. We got to understand that the um, and the audience has to understand that the players that they're supporting have a right to certain beliefs. You have to give them their full right to be humans as well. Now, have other players like spoke out against Colin? Uh, isn't it Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick. Is it not Kaepernick? No, it's Kaepernick. Someone said it was Kaepernick. No, it is, it's definitely Kaepernick. Okay, great. I th- <laughs> I thought it was Kaepernick too, but then someone was like Kaepernick, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it is spelled in sorry. an interesting way, but it's definitely yeah. Kaepernick. So, have anybody else like spoke out against him for for like players wise that have? Uh, a little bit. Some some players have decided uh, when they spoke out to say like it's not a, that a he's a distraction, and b. Um, he isn't that good to where he couldn't be out of a job. Um, but the statistics do not bear that out. Um, and the eyeball test from any football fan um, for some of these teams does not bear that out either. There's a lot of terrible quarterback play in the National Football League right now. And it's just like, at least let him get in. And even if he's terrible, be terrible and then be benched like some of these other guys. Like, he's good enough to be at that level as some of these other bums out there. And it's just like, come on, you got to just see that. Well, at this point, what is the NFL, like, going to do at this point? Because they're, they're going through a lot of, like, shit right now with within ESPN like the whole like sports community I think especially football and ESPN they're going through a lot of shit right now why what do you think the next step is going to be for them the next step for the NFL is to keep printing money as, as, as long as they can yeah right so this is the this is the part of the problem is the NFL is a behemoth 
and is a behemoth that is just just going like the money for the contracts or whatnot for the TV deals and the revenue that's that's generated is massive. So it's going to take a while to really make a full dent in that. Um, and part of what we should do it should be the boycotts. I think that should be one part of a larger plan to um, strike a little dent in, in, in the, into this behemoth. But uh, they do have a number of other problems from um, problems within the league. So the players are against the commissioner of the league. The commissioner has this oversight power due to their collective bargaining agreements, so their basic contract um, between the players and the owners. Um, the uh, commissioner has the power to serve as judge, jury, and executioner um, for any disciplinary uh, purposes. And the players are not with that. And it's been a protracted fight for the past years with all these scandals that have come across um, the playing field between uh, domestic violence, um, between some competitive uh, uh, disciplinary um, instances like uh, Bounty Gate, uh, which is about and Spy Gate and Deflate Gate uh, with the Patriots most recently. So, oh yeah, hold on, a lot pa- of things. pause real quick. So you you're wearing that jersey now, so that. There is the controversy behind that. So explain that really quick. Okay, cool. So I am a Cowboys fan. Uh, that's just the way I was raised, and that's who I am. And I was well when I was forced to watch TV or watch TV with my dad. He was also a Cowboys fan. Hey, it's America's team. It's the most popular team in the league. Okay, uh, cool. most valuable team in the league as well, too, uh, by Forbes magazine. So uh, <laughs> something to be proud of. Kind of, in one way. I wish I was making some money off of it myself, but either way. Um, but, yes, I'm wearing Ezekiel Elliott jersey, star running back for our Dallas Cowboys. Um, he has he had a domestic violence incident. Um, I think it was in 2014, 2015. Um, at that time, uh, the in the, I think the court case was in Ohio. He was found, uh, the charges were dropped um, due to lack of evidence. Um, and so the league has the right to uh, punish their players um, on a different scale as opposed to just waiting on the court system, the legal system. They have a lower burden of proof um, than the legal system does. And so they can, they have the power written into their contracts to, um, into that collective bargaining agreement to punish as they see fit for um, basically a, um, code of conduct violation and so involving yourself in any domestic violence is a code of conduct violation violation um now once again i agree with that right mm-hmm. um i was expecting that he would get maybe a three-game suspension um for putting himself in that position which i wouldn't protest i wouldn't have been against that at all i believe three games is fair you shouldn't uh, you should be away from any of that situation uh to begin with um he was served a six-game suspension right um, for a case where the charges were dropped. The investigators um, investigated the case, and the lead investigator from the NFL, she recommended no punishment at all. Um, so the Players Association and Ezekiel Elliott, they went to court to uh, go against that, to go against that six-game suspension, and they were granted a temporary restraining order. So it's still going to be in the courts for a while, but they can't enact the punishment right now because of that restraining order. Um, and so that's where they're at right now. But it's uh, another instance of domestic violence in terms of NFL, uh, big athletes, domestic violence, not a good look. It was already uh, black man, well, sports white in general, woman. Right? Like it's, it's, it's already going to be a toxic mix. I think it's anybody, anybody that has uh, any kind of status 
if anything can get, get dredged up from the past and like you know people like to feed off that stuff so so are people are giving you shit for for still supporting him because he had not that. personally i don't uh, yeah no, people in the, are people in the world giving other fans shit for yes. for that it's the same type of thing that happened with the the guy from um um the movie um slaves um yeah, birth of a nation birth of a nation Nate yes Parker? yes um that whole people you know bringing up from the I don't. This is a I don't know how I feel it was about a that. lot more recent than that was. That was that something was years that he ago. did in college. Yeah, and, and this was yeah, just three years ago. But like, do you hold? I mean, this is a different conversation completely. This is a well, we can go there like, too. I got so, do you hold people's like past uh, past against them like for the rest of their life? Or and is he even remorseful for what happened? Has he has he made a statement about what happened? Um, I would have to go back. I don't know off the top of my head in terms of what he's said about the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that the, the charges were dropped um, and there have been conflicting things I've been reading in terms of how the NFL feels about it and then what the investigators found and things of that nature. Well, okay, so what, so to, it was really tricky in court. Um, real quick, so it was a messy situation. Real quick, what what was the actual situation? The domestic, he just beat his wife? They were His girlfriend is an ex-girlfriend. Um, she alleged that uh, he beat her several times within a, a week period. Um, and there were conflicting um, witness statements. Um, some witnesses, like, there was no uh, domestic violence going on. Um, he maintains that he did not beat her at all. She says she has these photos, but then there was also things leaked of um, that they found in the investigation of her texting her friends like, "Oh, we gonna get him. Uh. Um, they're never gonna believe him. He's black. I'm white. Like, I got photos. I'm gonna get this money." Like, so it's a messy situation, mm-hmm. right? Um, but mind you, there's only so much we know from uh, as the public from the media side because most of this stuff is still sealed. Yeah. Um, so like, I can't speak. I don't want to speak disparagingly of her or him or speak too much glowingly of him not knowing any of those details um so based on the little that i know i feel like he got himself in this messy situation he deserves some suspension six games was heavy-handed and the process has shown itself to be heavy-handed which the the fans and the uh players uh have been against the commissioner for this heavy-handed discipline for a long time so that process is still being worked out and that's why it's in the courts right now but sometimes I feel like I'm still conflicted about whether I separate talent from like people's personal life because they're like I'm. I'm sorry, you didn't beat me, I, so I, I can't like and do do thing. I like. But then I feel bad because I'm like I'm I still like should feel sympathetic for someone who did get beat or did get raped or whatever the case may be. But I go if I were to go, I just haven't seen Birth of a Nation, and I don't know if it's because of the what happened. Um, I was going to see it, but then I heard it wasn't good. I think that's what it was. I heard it wasn't that good. Um, but there are people who I've kind of written off for like saying some some dumb shit, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't have said that. So now I don't even respect you as an artist anymore. Um, when people like say things against Beyonce, there are two singers that said something against Beyonce, and I'm like, trust me, I understand. Honey, no I don't one like Charlie Theron to this day because she slandered Halle Berry way back when. Like, and it's probably some off the cuff stuff, and I probably should drop that, but it's still well, like, even it's like Lettucey, like through understand. like some like it was like very slight shade against Beyonce during the. Um, uh, some award, BT Awards, I think, like at, back when Selma came out, and like no one really knows who you are, so maybe you should like take a seat and like not be be so catty on TV. But uh, and this is a very very different conversation. But with this, <laughs> I'm just like I don't I don't know the the full story, but to me it seems like let it go. And so here's the I thing: it's the it's the tough thing because when we get to this in terms of the public consciousness and what the public wants, yeah. right? 
with the NFL, what we keep seeing is that usually the public consciousness, we want blood. Yeah. We want revenge in terms of, like, cause we don't know either actor in the situation. You see what I'm saying? Like, we don't know the private citizen, and we know the athlete only by their exploits in their professional field, right? And so we feel like we know that athlete a little bit because we're he's a he or she is a public figure, right? The private citizen is not a public figure. We don't know anything about them, but obviously you should not beat your partner in any way, shape, or form. We should, ever, there are a lot of things right? we shouldn't do, but I think that, that we I, I think that we idolize people. We put them on the pedestal, and mm-hmm. we I think is it that we expect them to live perfect lives and that we that's we aspire to be like them, and then if they do anything wrong, then it's like. Mm. You shouldn't be doing that because you are in the place that you're in. Well, the idea is that these people that are celebrities in any way, they are in a privileged position. So they need to act accordingly and at a higher operate at a higher level than um, than we've forgotten who our, our president common, is. Our common people are. And point in case, the worst example of it to begin with. Yeah. Like, so Donald you Trump. have these standards. But then you still vote this man. I mean, a lot of these people still voted that man and we yeah, still rail absolutely. against these people. And it's just like your logic is not consistent. Right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's just like our intention. What, what's the intention when you want to talk about somebody's public punishment and somebody's um, what do we want? You know, you want somebody to go away for a certain time, to be punished for a certain time that didn't heal. So say even in this case, so say uh, Ezekiel Elliott did beat his girlfriend, mm-hmm. was found guilty. The details were different from how they've played out so far. He was found guilty. There's evidence. Um, he needs to be punished, right? So he sits out six games, right? Cool. Um, or ha- however long, right? So say we're going to take all these hypotheticals and play that out, right? Um, who does that satiate? So he doesn't play, and now we're supposed to feel better. Nobody checked in with what the victim wanted. Once this happens and it gets in the media, nobody checks in with the victim. Now, part of that is because they deserve their privacy and they deserve their privacy. But also, the sports writers who talk about it, the people who talk about the talking heads who talk about it on TV, and the people in the barbershops, nobody's mentioning the victim's name. Nobody's wondering what we can do. Nobody's starting any GoFundMe GoFundMe's for any of these victims. So we don't care about the person. We just want to feel good about that player had to sit out that's what you should do because you're bad. But it's just like, hold on. So, but if in your personal life, so say you're an investment banker, right? Mm-hmm. It makes you a good bit of money. You find out like, man, that investment banker, you know, uh, my accountant maybe, uh, oh, he beats his wife, man. And he, he did that in his past. He served a little thing. But your investment banker makes you some money. Your accountant makes you some money. So you're going to drop your accountant once you find that out? Like maybe you should. Maybe you should. But most people, would they? It's just like, but it's, it's kind of your private business, right? Like, and it's just like, so in, in what case do we want to take something from? What do we want to remedy? What are we trying to promote well, Also, here? what do they want to do? What, what do they want from this situation? What, do, they, do they want him fired? Do they want him to just, like, cut off the team completely? Or do they want him just, like, a, a slap on the wrist punishment? Because how do you equate, like, the, the punishment, like, okay, you can sit out for the rest of the season for beating your wife, but you'll be back next season. You know what I mean? Is that, like, but that's okay for people? That That's uh, a significant enough punishment for? I feel like... It, in general, this is just the uh, a linchpin and kind of like a, the, the tip of the iceberg of how poorly we look at criminal justice to begin with in this country. Um, we can talk about that broader also, but like this is just an example of it because like we're not thinking about what is the process for somebody. I, I'm all about punishment sure. for somebody. If you do something wrong, for you your should, actions. Yeah, you, you should, should be held be accountable punished, for it. But the pun- part of the punishment should also be, ideally, if we want to 
rehabilitation the best is rehabilitation and get them to a productive point in society yeah. again want them so like if you if you punish your child it's not just to beat your child right you know it's it's like, I don't want lesson. you to do this I want you to think twice about this before you go the next time and get yourself in this situation right that's how a parent teaches a child right right so it's kind of the same type of thing at least from my upbringing like you want to punish and give somebody a chance to be better on the back end mm-hmm. but just punishing straight up like I'm gonna take a million dollars from you and but, make you sit out, and then now you learn. But your also, they that doing that has nothing to do with domestic violence. To keep some money for themselves, but also just the opposite of saying, "Well, you know, you shouldn't have done this, so now I gotta like handle this situation. Otherwise, we're gonna get shit from the media." Exactly. So that to and me is bullshit. But all this seems to be is a bad look because, like, even like going back to Colin Kaepernick, they, what was the, the statement that was issued that they said um, uh, football shouldn't be politicized oh, that was the statement that was made but it's like yeah but then uh you, you were talking about like, like shonda rhimes for example she's someone that doesn't play the anything that deals with like any social injustice at all or anything that's like with uh columbus short when that whole thing happened oh, with him yeah. bye you're Go. fired like mm-hmm. and you're done with me. no no more work with shonda rhimes yeah. she won't well um, even before that was Isaiah that, washington they watched the gay comment you know what i mean she doesn't play games but like the football i, I just feel like it all is about money at the end of the day they're doing it for uh appearances mm-hmm. and to keep money and what you'll see in hollywood too and it's the same thing like in sports or whatnot if somebody makes you enough money and they're very good mm-hmm. at their craft what they do in their personal life can be excused. You can always spend somebody's can, personal yeah, story if they're be great profitable. at their craft and whatever that they do. And so we have to understand that's how the world works. Sadly, we can do something else to change that maybe, but that way we have everything set up, that's how the world works. And so why are we getting up in arms when – it works out that way, and everybody everybody is complicit. Like mm-hmm. everybody has a favorite somebody that's done some foul shit mm-hmm. in a personal life, or says something foul, or has some foul view, and it's just like certain things. You know, you don't need to legislate that made they didn't break the law, so you can't do nothing. You could just be like, look, maybe I just won't. I'll skip that movie because they have they said something I don't like, you know, or they voted for somebody I don't like. I'm gonna skip that movie, but they hit you with that fire then you might go see that movie again. You know what I'm saying? After a couple years, I can't be bad no more, you know? But that's how it works. And, like, why, why are we so up in arms? Like, you know, it's some big moral failing on everybody. And it's just, like, if we want to have it like that, we should just reorganize the system to begin with. But nobody wants to do that because it's harder to do. So You know, I didn't – again, I, I didn't know anything about football, and I didn't know anything about, really about this, this topic. But now the more I'm talking about it, the more upset I'm getting – just like thinking about <laughs> we actually deconstruct everything that it goes into this like the social constructs and the the uh, people are dumb as I, I, i'm so sick of people um and like how we're making this a big deal when um there are other things that we should be focusing on and i don't know to me it's just exactly i don't know i don't know how i feel about this anymore so let me put you up on one other thing that that's been happening in terms of uh sports sports journalism and uh, the public and what's okay. private, public, all that good stuff, right? One, a prominent com- uh, columnist and TV host, her name is Jamel Hill. She works for ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Black woman. Uh, she excellent at her job, been a, been a very popular host for a, a long time now with ESPN. Um, she put on her personal Twitter account just a couple of days ago, um, she said Donald Trump is a white supremacist. 
uh, supremacist. Mm-hmm. Um, he surrounds himself with white supremacists, and uh, basically what led him, white supremacy is what put him in the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's paraphrasing the tweets, but the first sure. point, Donald Tr- Trump is a white supremacist, is a direct quote from one of the tweets, right? And people off in arms, right? To the point where even uh, Miss Sarah Huckabee Sanders came out during a press briefing, they asked her about it, and she was like, oh, well, that should be a fireable offense um, for ESPN that uh, Jamel Hill tweeted that out of her personal account yeah not her espn account espn was not listed they didn't at espn at all in that yeah right so now this this furor and this conversation is debate online because espn is a corporation there are certain things they feel like there was some behind the scenes obviously discussion and the matter was handled privately but there was a couple public statements put out basically the gist of it was Jamel under uh, ESPN wants to be inclusive and fair to everybody. Jamel understands that was inappropriate the way she did that. When Jamel put out her statement, she said some of the same things and just understanding that she respects her colleagues and where she works. She just um, regrets that her comments um, cast a negative light on ESPN. And she didn't want that at all, right? Mm-hmm. So that was her regret. Because it's not an apology, because she's not going to apologize, because she just stated facts. But anyway. So now the conversation is just like, oh, who's going to, are they going to fire her? How are they going to let her say this? Um, you know, this is ridiculous. And I don't know. If I'm just telling you this now since you, you weren't up on it. Mm-mm. Like, as I'm kind of explaining it to she you, what, 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 what is uh, standing out to you from that? Like, how does that hit you even just hearing? Well, there's a lot of, I agree with her. I think that Donald Trump is a white supremacist. And I think that he surrounds himself with white uh, supremacists. And I think that he traffics and um, bigoted and racist behavior if he's not a racist himself uh, and I support her tweet and I, I don't like Sarah Huckabee Sanders I think that she is even I mean she's a better spokesperson than Sean Spicer was and since she handles herself much better in the press room um, and her spin skills are incredible yeah, she's a but bull. the fact she's that she can say what she is a bull but the fact that she can say that when she comes on that podium and lies every single day, uh, supporting a man who says who ha- who has said worse things out of his mouth, and he's still the president of the United States and was elected before, and he said those things that he said, and there are people like uh, Tommy Lauren, for example, who would say the same type of shit about everybody else, and it took her um, talking about uh, what was it, Planned Parenthood to get her fired from the show because they didn't support the views of that show. But no one, but where was her pointing the finger at her saying that she should have been fired or anybody else from his cabinet or his team? So, you know, so that yeah. to me is bullshit. Yeah. So if she does get touched in any way by ESPN, then... Oh, she won't. Yeah. Okay, she great. she hasn't been. They really can't do that. There's reasons uh, for that as well. I was just reading something that was interesting the in Connecticut. So um, ESPN is based in Bristol, Connecticut. Connecticut has... Um, free speech uh, protections that uh, supersede your First Amendment rights. So it's even more free speech in Connecticut. So like under those labor laws, they're like, you actually can't really fire her or do anything under that because she didn't do anything but exercise her uh, First Amendment right, right? right? And we give you extra of that in Connecticut. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) But uh, so I'll follow up with the part of the discussion is now you get extra free speech. But you get extra free speech. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep on talking. Keep on talking. Keep on it's talking. like guacamole is extra. And you get a megaphone and you get a megaphone and you get a megaphone. Um so everybody moved to Connecticut then, right? right. I don't know, it's cold up there, so get a jacket. Um <laughs> I'm all off track now. But so my question to you, Josh, uh, would be so 
also she is a public face of the organization right so she's uh, uh an employee so do you think there's another layer to that that she should um think about moving forward as a public face of the uh corporation um that she didn't think about prior should she conduct herself differently should we hold a public face of the organization a news anchor to a higher standard than another employee no i mean yeah sure i mean if she were to say something that was like to me she that what she said wasn't like far-fetched she wasn't yeah you disrespect the president of the united states because you called him a name that he doesn't want to be called but i don't think that she did anything wrong she has an opinion and i think that she's taking her cue from the president of the United States, if he is allowed to tweet whatever the hell he wants to tweet, I don't know why she should, you know, hold herself differently. And if she went, you know, it, people can talk about a lot of things. You know, I, I was watching. Um, I'm really behind on Insecure, by the way. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about the I finale know, too. But oh, I'm not. What? I'm like so behind. I'm I'm way I'm way too behind. I don't even tell you where I am. But there was an we'll episode. Sure. But there's you know there's. Uh, I I want to reveal where I am by saying this. That's um, Okay, I'm like still on season one. Uh, Whoa! I know, uh, but it was the episode where it was like it was interesting. It was like very very quick, but I thought it was a really interesting point. It was when uh, her friend they got the new black um, lawyer at that firm, yes. Rashida, mm-hmm. and how she is and how she's like you should be a little bit you know less because you don't want people to you know yep you want whatever take you seriously or whatever. But I'm like if she and if she were to like you know hold herself in that way and then she's kind of like casting a bad light on black women or you know black people in general, maybe you can like have a conversation where it's like let's redirect you in a way that you are a little bit more um, apropos to and like you know making more of a face uh, because you have the status like you really have the power to like elevate more black people. Uh, maybe we can have a conversation, but in this situation, I don't think that she should. She used her own personal Twitter account. Well, she didn't say that the United, that ESPN feels that Donald Trump is a white supremacist. My name is so-and-so, and I tweeted from my personal account. I think that Donald Trump is a white, white supremacist. I don't know the other tweets that she said, but I'm sure they were probably um, backed up by some kind of like um, – uh, explanation. I feel like if you had a conversation with her, she could probably give you a lot of things. I'm sure she's very intelligent. Uh, so no, I don't think that she should change the way that she is. Just like we shouldn't change what we say on this podcast. Just like um, you know, CNN shouldn't change what they say. CNN is very, very liberal. They don't give a fuck. They and none of them like none of them like Donald Trump, and they're very, very obvious about the fact that they don't like Donald Trump. Um, and, and even on the other side, the other side and is Fox very News has the same thing. If you watch Ben Ferguson at all, he's the absolute worst. One, because he's just like, God, you guys are all stupid. You know, whenever he comes in, I do like CNN because they always bring other sides on. But um, it's no, I don't think that she should do anything differently. Exactly, and it's one of those things. So we we we've touched upon, I mean, domestic violence. We <laughs> talked about uh, uh, white supremacy. We talked about uh, public voices, what people are supposed to say versus what they're not supposed to say. Um, and even think about criminal justice. So all these issues are swirling around just what's supposed to be an escape for people. Yeah. You know? So we, we, we gather. We're, we're, we're playing fantasy football. We mean football is an escape for people? Yes. I don't think any, I think at this point, until we fix this country, like nothing is like off limits. Come on. In my opinion. So... You're right. Keep You're right. Talking. And even me saying that, I appreciate you uh, pointing that out. Like, it sh- it's never really been an escape in terms yeah. of, like, 
you know, there's still people down there on the field, whoever we're watching, whenever we're watching it, living life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're affected, their families are affected. So it's always going to be an interplay, right. you know, and, and that's what makes it really interesting as well. So uh, thank you for even bringing that up so I can tie that, tie that together better instead of putting it on a nice little PC note. Mm-hmm. That would be some PC shit. Um, but uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, so, Josh, so as we're wrapping up and we're having this great discussion, um, let's just pivot. Let's talk about something lighter real quick. Just a real quick question I got for you. Um, what are you looking forward to? How are you unwinding this weekend? What's what's your one thing, your one recommendation, something you're doing for yourself that maybe somebody else might need to do for themselves? You mean just to like keep, you know what I just love? To keep it light. You know what I love? I just got into recently, I just bought some on the train today, incense. Dang. I'm into incense. Now, you know, I don't know why, like for the longest time, because, you know, I've been doing the whole candle thing and like essential oils and put them in a little diffuser, the humidifier. It's great. Incense are so good. And cheap. And cheap. I bought, was it $2 for these like huge ones on the train today? Yeah. And I should have supported him because he's a black guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to support my black businesses. Like, I'm wearing HTC apparel right now. Um, I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm listening to some incense. And I'm going to see Missy Elliott perform tonight. Boom. So, yeah, a little self care. A little self care. Incense and Missy Elliott. Get you some Elliott, essential y'all. oils too, y'all. Get your freak on with some nice uh, sandalwood incense. Oh. I, I was just trying to put them together. I was just trying. Okay, cool. You know, you know, get you, you that was see, you know, clever. Just, you you really own the spot there. Boom, I really appreciate boom, boom, the improv. I'm, trying, I'm learning. I'm trying. You're doing I'm a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll end it there. So we got uh, Sandwood and Get Your Freak On. Uh, we got ESPN. We got football. We got a lot of things that we're talking about. Um, but at the same time, uh, just be aware. Be conscious of all times, all these uh products all tied together and keep talking yes have the dialogue this dialogue is what we need to have it you know so talk to somebody that don't know about football as as we've talked about today even um because their opinion is uh very needed as well in this debate yeah for sure i'm actually glad we talked about this because i didn't know anything about this and i'm going to try to do this plug because i never do it correctly please find us on social media sip and tea with Joshua and Kevin on Facebook. And then you can tweet us at SiffinTWJK on Twitter. Oh, my God. I'm so good now. Don't. And then SRP TV on Instagram. Got it. Come talk to us. At us. We ready. Yeah. Get in these tweets. <laughs> I. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Sipping Tea with Joshua and Kevin, the Inquiring Black Guys. We want to thank our producer, Casey Hendricks, Aliyah J. Daniels for editorial oversight, and Otis McDonald for supplying the best tunes. Thank you. <laughs>